Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 722 for April 5th, 2022. And I am your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is returning guest, Tom Merritt, host of the Daily Tech News Show, Cord Killers, Know a Little More, Sword and Laser, and more podcasts than I can count. He's also a science fiction author with his book series, Pilot X, which you can find at TomMerrittBooks.com. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Hi, Allison. It's good to be here. I've had to speed up my introduction. I just say it really fast. <laughs> you don't have to say all those things. You could just say Daily Tech News Show and the books thing. Yeah, say the books thing, though. I want people okay. to know about the books. And I and I sent them to your your website for it. Yeah, TomMerrittBooks.com. Thank you. Well, I asked Tom to come on the show because, uh, it, well, he does a show that he doesn't want me to talk about called Know a Little More. Uh, <laughs> all right. Talk about that one, too. You're right. <laughs> See? Where... He explains things in depth and does a bunch of research. I didn't necessarily give him any time to do research on the topic I want to ask him about, but I think it's something he knows a lot about. And it's about messaging. And I know this sounds like a simple subject, like, well, what? Messaging? You have a messaging app and you message your friends. But it has gotten a lot more complicated in the last few years. And uh, I thought maybe you could help us know a little more and get some of this stuff untangled. You up for that challenge? I am. And I hope I can help people know a little more, even though this isn't the show, know a little more. We can still know a little more no matter where we are. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was hoping for. Well, I, I want to actually start back with the good old days. I remember mm. using an app called Adium on the Mac and mm. I could hook everything up to it. I had like Google chat in there and I had mm. uh, uh, AOL and all kinds of other chat things all kind of crammed into this one app. And no matter what anybody was using, I could talk to them. Can you talk to the history of where we came from and how we got into the mess we're in today with messaging? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Uh, and apologies to anybody who really knows this, this stuff well. I'm going to oversimplify. But instant messaging was a different protocol. But it's not that much different than the the messaging we're using on our phones in that there were interoperable standards like Jabber. Uh, oh, right. which which was never widely adopted. But the idea with Jabber was you could have a Google Jabber client, you could have another Jabber client from somebody else, and they could all interoperate and and you could all do them in one in the same client. So you wouldn't have to have an ADM. With ADM and, and the ones like it, they would say, oh, we're going to build, we're going to hook into the AIM network. We're going to hook into the MSN network. We're going to hook into the Yahoo Instant Messenger network. Uh, and we'll, we'll basically bundle them in. So it wasn't unifying messaging. It was running on all the major messaging networks. Okay, because uh, you would still have to log into all those different services. Exactly, right. It's not like AOL was being able to talk to Google it was just that they you logged into all of them and you had one client where you could work. Right. And and Adium worked as a third party client to access each one of those networks. It just bundled them all together. So that was not using Jabber. That was post Jabber. It supported or? Jabber. So you okay. could log into a Jabber compliant situation and and if and if those Jabber uh, networks were talking to each other like they were supposed to, then then you'd be fine there. But None of the major ones, MSN, AOL, Yahoo, none of them supported Jabber. So, uh, or if they did, they only supported it very briefly. Oh, remind me, was this pre-mobile phones? I mean, it was, was not pre-mobile phones. Well, there was all. text messaging, SMS. Yeah. Uh, it was pre-smartphones, although the end of the instant messaging era kind of overlapped with the beginning of the smartphones area, particularly BlackBerry and Trio. But these were not meant for mobile phones. So I, I actually remember having a couple of ADM-like clients on the iPhone 
oh, that really? I could I could mm-hmm. log into my instant messaging services with, but people just didn't use them. They they either switched to SMS or they started using some native client. Uh, one of the ones that did make the jump was Google under its 1000 different names. Uh, but you know, it was G talk when it was on Jabber. Uh, and then now it's called something else. (laughs) And it has been called everything in between. Yeah. I think it's Google messages again. Maybe I've lost track, but it's not hangouts anymore, which was its most recent incarnation. Right. So uh, what, what broke, how did, how did this get broken? Was it because we started all using SMS? And those well, things fell by the wayside. What, what do you consider to be broken? Well, right now on iOS, you've got messages. And on Google phones, mm-hmm. on Android phones, you don't by default have any particular you're, messaging So you're system. saying, why don't we have an ADM for mobile phone messaging? Is that the question? Well, I guess I'm going to take it from two directions. Now that I understand what uh, ADM actually was doing, since it was just aggregating these, that would be a solution. Uh, but there's also, I just look at a world where it, it's it's like when we look back in time at email. When the old days, if I was on CompuServe and I and you were on AOL because you were much cooler than me, I could I couldn't email you. But then mm-hmm. at some point in time, somebody said, let there be standards. And I don't know, maybe that's when SMTP was born or something like that. And that that we were all able to talk to each other, regardless of the client we were using. So that would be another non-broken view of the world. Yeah, I, I think what happened was <clears throat> when the... So, so there's SMS uh, and its successor, RCS, that are standards for interoperable messaging on a carrier. So, you, oh, that's you, a carrier. Nothing to do with... You have to be using a carrier for those to work. Okay. That's why RCS can't be the solution for everything, because it's meant to work with a carrier. Uh, certainly, SMS has to work uh, with, with a carrier. I'm not saying it couldn't become... Like, they couldn't adapt that standard somehow. They certainly could. Uh, but that's not what it's built for. It's it's built for carriers to interoperate with each other. and And it gets wonky, but... You can send an SMS without a data connection because it can go over the cellular connection. Uh, you can't do that with a WhatsApp message. You need to have a data connection to use that. Uh, and so that's one of the things that that the SMS standard can do. I thought that's the only thing standard. the SMS SMS could do was over a cellular network. It couldn't do it as data. No, I think I think it can do it as data as well. Uh, I, I I think they don't do that because they want to keep their data clean. Uh, I could be wrong on that, that part, but, but again, uh, even if I'm wrong, that's just more evidence that SMS is for carriers, not for, you you can't just port it over, uh, and, and use it on WhatsApp, right? Uh, There would have to be a lot more work, which is why RCS is not considered to be the standard that's going to be used by everybody to interoperate, should that become the law, say in Europe, where they are considering <laughs> making making that the law, you're going to have to have some other standard that works over the general internet. So yeah, I got to back you way up. Yeah, what yeah, is yeah. RCS? RCS is the successor to SMS. Uh, it stands for Rich Communication Services, and it lets you do more than simple messaging, right? Uh, it, it can do other things. It can it can do group chats. It can uh, send higher resolution images. Uh, it can do some basic video. So it, it's a more feature-rich... SMS was formed in the 90s. 
Uh, and so it's meant to send text and they pushed it as far as they can. Uh, RCS was started in 2007. Uh, and in February 2008, the GSM Association established a steering committee for it. Samsung started supporting it on their phones in, in 2012. Uh, but you weren't having any carriers on board. So even though the phone could do it, it really wasn't any useful until in 2018, Google started working with the carriers on RCS implementations and deployed it to its messages app in June, 2019. Uh, it uses your broadband brand connection in most cases unlike sms i think i accidentally said rcs had to use a carrier it, it doesn't have to it can it can use your broadband connection uh the times when you have voice service and not data are getting rare so rcs is just running on the data service so, now but so, it's built for carriers so my point still stands that rcs is not meant to be used by apps it's meant to be used by carriers okay and so group chats, video, audio, high-res images, read receipts, and typing indicators. That's what RCS gives you that SMS doesn't have. So I have two big things in here. Number one, I didn't realize RCS was so old that it was it was decided upon in 2007. So yeah. I'm bad at subtract, subtraction there. Is that 15 years ago? Mm-hmm. Yep. 15 years ago. So, and, and the other thing is, until I started hearing the SMR podcast guys talking about this, this problem... I didn't realize that you they couldn't communicate with high resolution images. Yeah, on- this is why the red bubble, green bubble, or the the blue bubble, green bubble thing is, is such a, such a bigger issue on the Android side because it's not just like oh look they don't have an iPhone let's make fun of them which is happens but it's also they can't participate in a group chat uh, they can't well uh, they can if it'll if, break eventually yeah, exactly. but they can exactly. for a little while sometimes and 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 if you send if they send a video sometimes it comes as a little small thumbnail thing and a link basically it's a hacker to to get it to work i that so that's a big piece i never understood until they started talking about it so that's because they're they're using sms to communicate within that that uh chat yeah, well, up till now they have, uh, and until RCS. Now RCS allows them to have all of those those things uh, that are de rigueur on internet based apps, things like WhatsApp, uh, iMessage, uh, you know, Messenger, etc. RCS now supports them. So because Google has supported it, and because Android is the dominant non iOS uh, platform, now people are starting to get those features as part of RCS. But they don't interoperate with SMS, which is what the way Apple interoperates with Android. So you still have that problem until Apple adopts RCS. Okay, so let, let me stop you there, see if I get this. So Apple is uh, in messages. If it's between two iPhones, they use iMessage as the protocol, and that allows right. you to do all kinds of fun things, emoji, you know, stick, all the fun stuff. But if there's an Android person in the chat then does the entire chat become an SMS or, or, yeah, an SMS message? Because they they may be able to do RCS, but Apple doesn't support it, so it defaults back to SMS? Yep. Okay, so that limits them from being able to do certain things. Somehow they're able to be in the group chat, even though it's SMS. Yeah, but it usually breaks. (laughs) Right. I've had it break instantly. there's it's supposed to break as as i understand it it should break instantly i think there's some hackery going on that that the messaging apps kind of use to make it look like it hasn't broken but it breaks pretty quick that's actually worse they should have it just not work 
Yeah, I don't know why. I'll be honest. I don't know why it ever looks like it works. <laughs> I've had people call me saying, you know, uh, my sisters and I, we've had this great conversation going on. And then all of a sudden, Sally can't see anything we're saying. What's going on? And yeah. my advice has always been kill it and start it over again. But I, uh, after uh, uh, Rod if Simmons. If someone in the group chat is on Android, it's likely to break. Right. It, it, unless everybody in the group chat is on Android, in which case they're probably using Google Messages to conduct their group chat, not SMS or RCS. Okay. So if... Uh, Everybody's on Google, on Android, they and they're using Google Messages. Then it would be RCS. It will now if everybody's got a new phone with RCS capability. Samsung's been supporting it for a long time, so if everybody has Samsung phones, probably yeah. Okay, um, but that's not a hundred percent of the market by any of the Android yeah, market the, by any means, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, that's yeah. a pretty big but, caveat. But, but honestly, I think all Google Message instances except for some older Android now support it. So, so your your bet is now it could be using RCS, yeah. Okay. And that's just within the last couple of years that that's happened. You know, a lot of people talk about the green bubble, blue bubble thing is, you know, iPhone users making fun of Android users. And I think mm -hmm. that that's over, but it's a, it's an absolute fact that uh, kids in college I keep hearing from that are quitting uh, Android because they don't get invited to parties. Yeah. Because they break, they fall out of the group. Because mm -hmm. they miss the messages. Yeah. And 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 honestly, uh, RCS is long overdue. Uh, it should have been implemented by the carriers long ago. I think there's some hesitation because people aren't sure, including Apple, uh, that it won't just all get uh, overtaken by something else. Uh, yeah, and, and I know that Apple does have concerns about, you know, market lock-in and like, well, but if we interoperate, that takes away one reason that people might switch to iOS. That is real. That's been documented. Uh, but I think there's other aspects of it as well, which are, well, but if we do all this work for RCS, uh, are people going to use it? Cause, cause in a lot of countries, people in the United States, I don't, I don't think feel this as much, but a lot of countries, people just don't use SMS. They haven't used SMS for years. They use WhatsApp. They use Telegram as if that were their messaging app. Uh, and so the carriers were like, well, but if we pour all this money into implementing RCS, are, are we pouring it into something that no one's going to end up using because suddenly everybody just starts using whatever other messaging app, uh, which honestly could be a downside to a law that forced cooperation because then there really is a way to just interoperate messages without involving the carriers and the carriers would love not to spend that money to maintain and support all that stuff. So what is the way they could communicate without doing RCS? What are you, uh, what are you saying? The, 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 uh, the European union is, uh, putting together a bill. It has yet to be actually put through the European commission and the European parliament, but it's the kind of thing where they've got all the sign off on, and they just need to come up with the final text. And then it looks like it'll get approved. And in that bill, digital markets act, one of the elements is that they would require the largest, uh, messaging platforms to open up their API at the request of a smaller one. Uh, if that were to happen, there's a lot of question about how that would take place because we haven't seen the final bill text, but all of the word from the European Union is they would also have to be end-to-end -end encrypted. Uh, and to do that is a trick 
which if you're all on the same standard becomes a lot easier than if you're trying to just plug into to somebody's uh, proprietary protocol or, or API. Uh, and there are a few out there. There are a few options, including some open standards that say, well, if everybody uh, adopted us, you know, then that would work. There's so, one called Matrix, for instance. So there's a lot in what you just said. Uh, I do want to say Bart did a, a deep dive on the Digital Markets Act on in Security Bits for April 3rd. If you want to hear and or read his full description of what the DMA is, because there's a lot more to it than this. But this one piece is the piece that interested yeah. me the most. But uh, the the technical details haven't been started yet. In this, the the agreement, the general form of the agreement has been uh, has been you written can, down. You can find you can go and find the uh, text prior to amendments and get a lot of that language um, as far as like what the boundary lines are. But that's not finalized. So, but it's boundary conditions. It's that. not. It's not the actual detail of how. Right. The they don't. They aren't going to include detail of how. <laughs> Uh, they're going to say, you have to open up your API to that company. How you do it? Good luck. Go for it. And and there will probably be uh, recommendations and stuff which will come out. And that 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 will give us some idea of how they think it should happen, maybe. Uh, but they don't have to do that. That's not part of the law. So as far as I as far as I can tell, anyway. I don't I don't hate this, by the way, because, again, I get back to we didn't used to be able to email each other. I would love it where we could just be able to communicate with each other. That would be. That I mean, would we be could fantastic. always email each other. It's just that the the email places didn't interoperate. They did. They chose not to interoperate. It was a different situation, uh, where 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 they could have. There was an open API. Everybody could email. It's just that not a you know CompuServe is like, nah, we don't want to hook up to that. Uh, so well, isn't do. that exactly what you just described? You no, said there's an open different. system it, out there. I know it sounds like it's exactly the same. It's slightly different, though, because not everybody's using email, right? And back when there was email, everybody was using email, and it, you could connect them together. Now, WhatsApp's using Signal, but it's their own implementation of Signal, and Telegram's using Telegram. That's not Signal at all. Uh, iMessage is using an entirely different thing that's also their own thing. So they're not, at least back with email, everybody was using email. E the email protocol. Oh, now, okay. okay. Not everybody's using the same protocol. Okay, so they were all they were all using the same protocol. They just weren't hooking together. This exactly. is a case of yeah. where it's a bunch of different protocols, but and also not hooking together. <laughs> 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 so it's not entirely different either. But it, yeah, it would it would have been easier to hook together back then. Is all I guess what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. So if if this were to work out, what what I don't understand is. If, if they write up these technical details to the point where they say, okay, we're not going to tell you how to do it, yep, but that's uh, what it looks like is going to happen. The big, uh, what do they call them? Gatekeeper companies, the, the Googles and Apples of the world, they're going to, they're going to have to agree when little company says, I would like access to your API. They have to open it up. I would presume that as soon as Apple has to open their API and Google has to open their API, then Apple and Google could talk to each other. They wouldn't have to. But, they but the could. API would be there to be able to do it. Well, maybe Google can open its API to Signal, let's say, for this example, uh, and Signal would interoperate with Google. And then Apple could open its API to Signal and Signal could interoperate with Apple. But that those are still two different APIs. And so, oh, so Apple or Google could say like, well, we're letting Signal in because we have to. That's the law. But we don't have to let you into our API. So we're keeping you out of it. 
<laughs> so that seems bad. I think part of the, the angle of the DMA is that they really primarily, according to the way Bart explained it to us, that what they're looking at, it's being run by the people who do antitrust. So they're trying to make sure that there's competition in the field and that the yep. little little companies can compete with the big companies. And that's why mm -hmm. the big ones have to open their APIs yeah, to yeah. the little ones. But if that, if they miss the opportunity to make the big ones talk to each other, then they just kept it still kind of stupid. Yeah, uh, it 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 doesn't mandate uh, everybody uh, talk to each other and use a standard. It mandates that big companies have to open their API to the little companies. So I think the hope is that to make that easier, everybody would agree on XMPP or messaging layer security or something like that matrix, maybe. And are then everybody protocols? would... Those are all options. Those are all open um, open source messaging protocols. Well, at least Matrix is open so source. So they would They're have to change their protocols. They they could support them. They could do a, a a green bubble, blue bubble. Remember that Apple has a messaging protocol of its own and supports SMS. They could do something like that where they're like, okay, we'll support Matrix, uh, and but we'll also still have our own protocol that has extra features that that aren't. That available. makes me really sad. I don't want blue bubble, green bubble. I, I'm not. I, I mean, I'm not guaranteeing, but that—that's my best guess of how this would get implemented. Uh, is that they all get together and say, "Okay, the easiest way to do this is to support one of these protocols. Let's support this one, uh, and and then we'll all have our own features for people on, on network platform, but we'll at least be able to easily interoperate with people." I that may not happen either. I don't know. Nobody knows. So in that world, would somebody on like let's say my my platform of choice is Telegram. Would I be able to have, uh, be able to communicate with people who are choosing to stay on Apple messages? If, if Telegram had gone to Telegram Apple and said, give me access goes to your Apple and says, yes, I would like, uh, to, uh, I would like to interoperate with your API. Then, then yes, you could do that. Okay. So I wouldn't have to make my friends move. Your friends who are on Apple. If you have friends on Google Messages, it would matter if Telegram also did it with Google, and Telegram would have to do it with WhatsApp, and Telegram would have to do it with Messenger. And by Messenger, you mean Facebook Messenger? Facebook Messenger, yeah. Okay, so are those the are those the big ones? So uh, Signal Telegram, and, Signal isn't a big well, one. Telegram, Telegram, and Signal are small. Okay, uh, yeah, I feel like WhatsApp Messenger, Google Messages, and Apple Messages. We call it iMessage, but um, those those are the the obvious ones. There are other companies that qualify under this gatekeeper definition that they have, but I don't think any of them do messaging uh, at the level that would qualify here. So, so yeah. I hope somebody revives uh, BlackBerry Messenger and then asks Apple and Google for access to their APIs. <laughs> yeah. That would be, I, you know what? I, w I wouldn't be shocked if somebody somebody did that. Maybe uh, TZL or somebody will want to do that. That would be fun. Well, I'm I'm disappointed that this isn't a everybody play nice law. This this hmm. uh, this DMA. It, it, I think it's designed to set the conditions in which it is in everyone's best interest for everyone to play nice, but it doesn't mandate it. Okay, so they could. It seems yeah. like at this point, it might be better, even from the big company's perspective, to say, you know what, let's just fold our cards and play nice, because otherwise well, we're going to have to do all this separate interoperability. 
and I'm kind of okay with that. I yeah. I prefer government not proscribe the solution, but just proscribe the problem. Uh, if the government came out and said, what, you should how. use XMPP, yeah. that should be your standard. I don't think that would be good because companies may look at it and go, well, actually, that's not the best. Uh, so or conditions like- would change and everybody would want to switch. And they're like, well, but we can't because the law st- you know, has, has prescribed that we have to do that one. So I think it's better for them to say, you have to interoperate. And let's hope that you do the smart thing and intero- and figure out an easy way to interoperate. And even those people that weren't saying don't have to interoperate, you'll figure, well, you know what? If we all interoperate, it's it's better for everyone as well. I, I don't know if it's going to work that way, but that seems to be what Europe's trying to do. That reminds me of, uh, wasn't it the European Commission that said everybody has to use USB-C? And, and everybody's like, no, 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 don't define the what. No, no, yes. because yeah, by the time you get done writing it. Because it was that- really good at the time that they wanted to define it. But, you know, down, are we going to, we didn't use USB-A forever. And mm, we right. probably won't use USB-C forever. We'll, right. we'll use it for years. But, you know, what about wireless, right? It, oh, we'll put a provision for wireless. Well, that's the problem is you have to put a provision and you have to predict the future. Uh, so just saying you have an API, inter- uh, open it up is actually, I think, a better way to write it because it leaves it more open to possibilities. I th- if you're going to write it at all, which I, I can understand there might be a reasonable objection there, too. I can get along with your argument where I get a little stuck on how it's going to happen is since they haven't proscribed exactly which protocol they're going to use and how they're going to interoperate, but they also haven't given them very much time. The The deadline is uh, they expect to have this done written law by the end of the year, but it was only like four months later or something like that they had to actually be able to implement uh, from the time of the API request is is what I read in the draft text. And again, a lot of what we're saying is based on what we think is going to happen based on what they wrote and what we think they're going to write and what they said in the press sure, release. But with that information, uh, but you know based that- on that information, it was within three months, uh, within three months of a request to interoperate, you right, will so- have to comply. So the way I read it, if Telegram goes to Google and says, I want to interoperate with your messages API, the clock starts ticking then and Google has three months to be able to do that. Which means so, they have to start writing all that stuff right now. Pretty much, yeah. Apple they have to Google be ready for all Facebook. those requests on day one, which will potentially be... Well, October is when they say they, they think it'll pass, but I, I think uh, that's... It goes into force 20 days after that. So if it's the end of October, it could be November. But Let's even but yeah. call it the end of the year. That That's so, only nine months away. Let's say it's November and then the, the it goes into effect uh, in November. That means 12, 1, that by February, they would have to allow that API interaction uh, to happen. Right, which means you have 11 months. If they, if they said, okay, it's going to happen, we're sure it's going to happen. We need to put the resources on it right now. 11 months is a short amount of time to come up with ways to share APIs, isn't it? And that's just for one-on-one communication. Group chat has four years to come into compliance because there's an end-to-end encryption uh, situation there, at least yeah. according to Andreas Schwab, that's the case. Uh, but yeah, so for one-to-one, I, I think what they're saying is it's not hard to open up your API. Uh, is that it's true? It's hard to open your, up your API the way you want to open up your API. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. In other words, Europe's like, 
you can do this in a week if you really want to. Just oh, okay. let them hook in. Uh, okay. And Google and Apple and everybody are like, yeah, but we don't want them to get the keys to the kingdom. We want to only give them exactly what the law requires us to give them access to, which takes more time because we're going to wall off stuff. They're not going to let them have emojis and all that sort of thing. See, I had this dream that in this 11 months, they'd be working on a standard way to communicate with each other. That's well, not anywhere that, near that's my necessary. dream too, right? And and maybe it's Matrix or, or 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 something else. But but yeah, maybe they all just get together and say, you know what? Let's let's uh, let's just figure out how to make this easy on everybody. And that would be easier to open up to if you hook Google messages up with, let's say, Matrix. You can control like, oh, okay, so Matrix comes in here. And then when somebody comes along and asks for the API, you just say implement Matrix and you don't have to do anything else. And is Matrix another protocol? What is Matrix? It's an open source protocol. Yeah. Okay. So you could you could take the API from Apple Messages and have it talk to and receive you, from Matrix? In other words, you could just say the API is Matrix. Go get Matrix's API, and if you enter, if you if you make Apple Messages work with Matrix, then you can just say, "Well, the API is Matrix. If you're on Matrix, then you can interoperate with us." And would they be able to give limited capabilities to Matrix? Well, Matrix is just a protocol. That's like saying, "Can you give limited capabilities to SMS?" Like, right? But but you were saying that the the big vendors want to keep some of well, the keys to the kingdom sure. to themselves. No, it's it's the same problem. Matrix is incapable of doing all the stuff that's in the Apple API. So I feel like maybe, and I could be entirely wrong here, but maybe it's easier to hook in an existing protocol because then you don't have to think about the implications. The protocol just isn't capable of the other stuff. Whereas is or is or is not capable. Is not capable. It's not designed to be capable for that other stuff. So oh. so the way I'm thinking about it, and again, I could be entirely wrong here, is Apple's got an API, right? They've got an API for themselves that gives them access to everything. And so it's work to limit that. Matrix is a protocol that allows certain things. And that's easier to deal with because you're like, oh, well, we know it's these things. So we don't have to wall anything off. We just we just hook into it. So why is Matrix not capable of things i mean like what kind of stuff is it not capable of is it you know i haven't looked into it as okay. much but it, it's 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 not capable of memojis because only apple does memojis right it's not capable okay. of everything on whatsapp because whatsapp has secret features that only whatsapp does right. uh matrix is is sort of a like here are all Lowest the general denominator. features that everybody has you okay. know and we'll support those so where does the end-to-end -end encryption come in? Is it not a requirement to be end-to-end -end encrypted one-on-one? Uh, -on -one? I hate it no, when it I ask is. double. It well, is. It depends on where you look. Uh, <laughs> because I heard Bart say that it wasn't. And uh, then he said where he looked. And I'm like, oh, he's right. It doesn't mandate it there. But the rapporteur, the European Parliament rapporteur, Andrea Schwab, told TechCrunch if the telecom regulators say it's not possible to deliver end-to-end -end encrypted group chats within the next nine months, then it will come as soon as it's possible, indicating that they want everything to be end-to-end -end encrypted. So I tend to believe that. I don't think that Europe wants to do a bait-and-switch in this situation. Uh, I think they're saying, we want it all to be end-to-end -end encrypted. That will be in the final text. So I, I, I missed the subtleties of the turn you took from what Bart said to what the uh, the guy from Bart the, looked somewhere looked at, looked at 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 what was was in a draft I think I'm I'm starting well, to not no, I'm not talking about on, the where 
I mean, I'm talking about the what I thought there was a distinction I heard was that end-to-end encryption was not going to be necessary for point-to-point or person-to-person, but it was going to be a rule that you had to follow, have oh. for group. Oh, Did no, that's not my understanding. My okay. understanding is that it's end-to-end encrypted is is entirely required. Okay. Uh, and it, and they know it's harder to implement on group chats than it is. It's e- it's easier to end to do yeah, one-to-one. Do you know? Because you have more, more than one person coming in, so you have to encrypt all of those connections. Okay, but you with one to one, I can be like, uh, I give you my public key, you give me your public key, we lock it down. Great. With group, it's like, oh, now we got to bring in this person, and we have to give them your public key and my public key and their public key. Uh, again, this is an oversimplification, but you don't have one, you don't have two endpoints anymore. You have now you need a endpoints. dealer. And you have to be able to add more endpoints to the chat. So there's not like, well, okay, okay, we can do three. It's like we have to have an open-ended way to manage this. You need a dealer in the middle <laughs> dealing dealing well, out the public API. Yeah, and apologies. if you put a man in the middle, then you end up with an attack. So <laughs> everybody, that's knows a problem. That. Yeah, you well, want, If it you had just been a that. woman in the middle, you'd have been fine. That would have worked. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's always been the problem with man in the middle attacks. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. That is the problem. Well, I think I'm getting the handle on this, and and I didn't expect to find the answer here, mm-hmm. but I wanted to understand more why it's so hard. And I, I'm still intrigued when we get to the when we get to the um, end-to-end encryption that people get on my case about Telegram not being end-to-end encrypted by default. You can do a private message, which is end-to-end encrypted, but it's not the it's not an open protocol for the encryption, and so everybody's annoyed by that. And yet all these same people are writing to their Android phones friends from their iPhones and not having encrypted conversations because it's SMS, correct? Yeah, it turns out people are inconsistent. <laughs> or, or... The person criticizing Telegram is a Signal user and will refuses to message anyone else outside of Signal because Signal is the only like perfectly acceptable encryption. And the person who's messaging people between Google and, and iMessage is not the person criticizing you for Telegram. That's also another possibility. That's possible. That's possible. Yeah. It could be that there's more than one person out there, but we don't know. <laughs> we can't prove it. I'm just glad I'm never inconsistent. No, me too. That's the real truth. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're never inconsistent because <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> well, I think I do know a little more. It's still a confusing subject, and uh, it, and I think part of it is the story hasn't been told yet. Um, that and- that is the biggest part. I I would feel like I could make more definitive statements if we had the text of the bill, mm-hmm. um, and even then, it could get more amendments added to it. Uh, going along, but at least we could say, all right, here's what's being proposed. Here's what's not being proposed. Right now we have to go look at drafts and statements and kind of cobble together motivations. That and does guess leave room for how. someone to say, well, they're saying end-to-end encryption, but you know, it's not <laughs> written down over here. So maybe they want to weaken it. And, you know, maybe they do. I, I don't get the impression that they do. All the public statements were end-to-end encryption is going to be absolutely re- required. And the only place it won't be required is group chat because it's harder, but we'll, we'll require it uh, or we won't require interoperation of group chats. Okay. Okay. Uh, overall, that's what they're saying. Right. Right. It sounds like, overall, I feel like this is a good thing. It might be. <laughs> You're not optimistic. This doesn't excite what? you that this could be, could be better than where we are today. 
I'll tell you what excites me, the idea of being able to message anybody, no matter what messaging app I'm using. That's what I mean. I'm not sure that's what this gets us. Uh, and, I don't and, like and you. It, it, well, <laughs> you know, you're not the first person to say that. Uh, I, I, I think that it has a chance, but I'm, I'm not confident this gets us to the utopia of every messaging app works with every other messaging app, or it ends up being more complicated to use than it's worth. And people that that's what I think is even a bigger possibility is like, Oh, so I have to do that. And then I have to have a second account. Oh, and then they don't show up. You know what? Can you just sign up for WhatsApp? That's just easier. Like I imagine there'll be something like that. That is part of this or not. Everybody does it. You know, not every small messenger app bothers because they will have to do work too. Remember, they they have to hook into the API. It's not like Apple does the work for them. They just say, okay, here's the API. And some small messaging apps may not want to spend the time on it. So it won't be universal. Whereas what I the the glimmer of hope I have is whether it's Matrix or something else. I'm not I'm not betting on Matrix. I just keep bringing it up because Matrix is out there, you know, touting themselves. Pick me, pick me. Uh, but but whatever it is, if they agree on one thing, I feel like that would be the big win because then everybody, everybody starting a messaging service would hook into that, right? And right. and then from jump, everybody's got the same thing. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cut us off here with a Tom isn't actually hopeful. Uh, he's. <laughs> it, I'm skeptical. It could be good. I'm skeptical. It's true. It, it could be good. Um, I don't see how it could be a bigger mess than it is right now. But I've I've been I've been proven wrong when I say things. I mean, like it's that such before. a big mess right now. I get what you're saying. Like it would <laughs> it would have to be something else to make it worse. But I'm not sure how much better it will make it. Okay. Okay. Well, I I'm an optimist. I'm going to go with cautious optimism that this is going to be the panacea, and that uh, two years from now panacea. we'll be happily wow. uh, having turquoise bubbles together. I hope so, too. Everyone turquoise. I love that. That's great. <laughs> All right, Tom, if people want to follow everything you do, where would they go? Um, you know, the best place to follow everything I do is free Tom newsletter, freetomnewsletter.com. Uh, it's a free newsletter written by me, Tom. Uh, every week I write something from my own perspective, different usually than, than what I've been talking about on the podcast. And I have links to all my shows and episodes and everything in there as well. And the best part about it is because it's an email, which is a standard that everyone can use. It doesn't matter what client you have. You can write me a message back. Maybe that's it. Maybe we just all use email as instant messaging. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, you can write me back there and, and say like what you think about what I'm talking about. So go check it out. FreeTomNewsletter.com. All right, Tom, that's a great way to end. Thank you very much for coming back on the show and helping us know a little more. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCast ways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. 
maybe you want to talk to other No Silly Castaways, you can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.